day the puck formally drops up in Cranberry. I'll be there. I can't wait. Good morning. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and the newly reborn DK Sports Radio. And if I sound a little bit more amped than someone should on a Monday morning, that's because I'm going to witness hockey with my own two eyes. I am excited about this. I am irrationally excited about this. Remember how I was last week whenever I went into PNC Park? Even before I went into PNC Park, this will be that all over again, but in a different way. But in a different way. Because I look at the Penguins as having not just a chance at winning the Stanley Cup, I see them as almost having a burden to win the Stanley Cup. And that's what I want to bring to you here today, first and foremost, on a couple of different fronts. Because I see this group as being so talented, so experienced, so deep, and also as having so much character and leadership that I think it's almost unfair to attach a lower expectation to them. I don't look around the Eastern Conference and say, oh no, there's the Lightning or there are the Bruins or maybe the Capitals will get it together after a surprisingly mediocre season or the, uh, there'll be an upstart like the Flyers or somebody. I don't, I don't see that. I don't feel it. I look at this roster, this team, this pedigree, and say that this is the team. Am I going to lay money on it? No, I don't do that sort of thing. Am I going to come out with some great big bold prediction that the Penguins will win the Cup? No, I'm not doing that either. But I do see all of the things I mentioned as well as an urgency. And the first step toward achieving and displaying that urgency, I really believe this is going to be something that's so simple, and I'm so glad that Jim Rutherford brought it up over the weekend in his interview with a group of us reporters. Actually, you know what? I'll let him say it first. I'm sure they're probably tired of the amount of times they've been told as the importance of uh, staying away from any risky places. And uh, as people that follow the news here with the numbers going up in Allegheny County and restaurants closing, now people from Allegheny County go to Butler and Beaver and and other counties where maybe the players are going to be more. And uh, so, so we give them all that information and tell them it's so critical because, you know, one little slip up, we all know that this thing spreads pretty quick and and our players are very conscious of that. Health and safety, health and safety. Jim Rutherford even speaking of the recent county ordinances that have changed here in our county, in Allegheny County, but as well as the neighboring county, which is really relevant to the Penguins, meaning Butler County, where Cranberry is, where a lot of the players live and stay. He wants to make sure that everybody's safe, first and foremost. Uh, and he's actually not even going himself to the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Jim's 70 years old. Uh, he's got to be 
way more careful than anyone else associated with the penguins. And I'm glad and respectful that he's doing that. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. That man, he, he doesn't miss a regular season game, home, road, preseason, nothing. I, I can't imagine how much it kills him to not be there for game one of a Stanley Cup playoff. Maybe he's waiting for things to kind of subside a little bit. But his message is clear. It's not just about the players taking care of themselves individually. If you listened carefully to what he said, it was about making sure that there's pressure on them individually from each other. Peer pressure, teamwork. Don't mess up. Don't get the rest of us sick. Don't get yourself sick. Don't risk what we're doing here. The number one very best thing that the Penguins can achieve over these next dozen days before they make the trip to Toronto and they're put into what the NHL is just openly calling a bubble, the number one thing they can achieve is to stay healthy, is to keep this thing out of their locker room, to keep it out of their equation. Not everyone is going to be good at this. I'll tell you that right now. There's 24 teams in this tournament. They're all over the continent. I don't understand, I've said this before, why the NHL has approached it this way, why they didn't just send all 24 teams right to Toronto and Edmonton, put them in the bubble right away. I don't get it unless it was just to buy the players another couple of weeks out of quote-unquote captivity. And even that wouldn't be a particularly compelling reason. If you're going to participate in this, you might as well participate in it safely. Getting there would be safer. Get everyone on a charter, get them to where they need to go. But that ship has sailed. You are not going to see perfect attendance. You're not going to see perfect health from all 24 teams. You're going to see some that are more invested in this than other, and that begins with this sort of thing. Let's remember that these are young men who do have a tendency to go out and have fun and try to find dates or whatever it is. And there's going to be that temptation. I think the longer this thing goes, there's going to be a greater temptation. But in the short term, before they're in those bubbles where they really can't escape, before that, they have to behave. And the culture that's being set up, at least among the Penguins, and I can also say that it's also being practiced at PNC Park by the Pirates and their internal clubhouse leadership, is that if you let yourself down in this case, you're letting all of us down too. And I am here to tell you, in the hockey world, that sells. That's what's being sold right now to all 52 players that the Penguins will have on this initial cleared roster for participation in the playoffs. Everyone is going to hear that message, as you heard Jim Rutherford say again and again and again. He even said they're already probably getting sick of it. But that's the one thing that they won't tolerate. If somebody comes in maybe a little bit out of shape, needs or whatever, that's going to be handled differently. 
but the part that won't be accepted is somebody messing around. If the Penguins can pull off that part of it, they give themselves the best chance to go into this tournament, take care of business with the Montreal Canadiens, and then have a leg up. I strongly believe this going into the actual first round against the next opponent, which will not have faced an elimination round before that, and thus couldn't possibly be anywhere near as ready as the Penguins will be. It's a great chance. Maybe the last chance, in a way. Not to be doomsday guy, but I'm going to get into that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. During normal times, one in seven people in our region are food insecure, including one in five children. Not knowing where your next meal is coming from can be a scary thought. And now, during the pandemic, the need for food is even greater. If you are in need of food assistance, or if you'd like to support the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank's mission of feeding people in need, eliminating hunger in our region, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Spell that out, too, when you go to the website, pittsburghfoodbank.org. One dollar can provide enough food for up to five meals. The Penguins open camp today in Cranberry. They'll be heading up to Toronto on July 26th, and up there they'll have a couple additional practices, maybe an exhibition still to be determined. And then on August 1, it's game one against the Montreal Canadiens, a best-of-five series. And an opportunity, at the risk of getting overly dramatic here, that might not come around again. I know Pittsburghers, uh, and Pittsburgh hockey fans, maybe specifically, really don't like the subject of windows. It, it makes us nervous. Uh, we talk about, uh, well, anytime the Pirates get good or competitive, we're certain that it's going to be a one-time flash-in-the-pan thing. But even with the Steelers, when watching Ben Roethlisberger get older, every single time the Steelers look good, it's, that's it, this is it, this is the year, and then Ben keeps coming back and there's more chances. So the Penguins really have been no exception, arguably have been that much more uh, relevant to this particular subject because we see the core. We've seen the core for a decade and a half now, particularly Sid and Gino. They've been with us for a long time, and every time you think, ah, this is the one, got to get it done while they're here, got to get it done. Well, they're still here, and they're still getting it done. But there's something that's different about this particular circumstance. This one's special, because as I look around that locker room right now, if I were in there, I would see not just a healthy, 
and fired up and motivated Sid and Gino, who, by the way, are fueled as they see their own legacies primarily by Stanley Cups. Make no mistake about that. They've both won all kinds of individual awards. Sid's won other championships with Canada and the Olympics. Uh, They've both been MVPs. But they see what they're all about together as a duo and separately as individuals as being about championships. Throw Latang into that too. There's no reason not to. He's not their level of player. Nobody is. But he very much fits into that same mold. He's won three. But then I look around at some of the other circumstances and I say, okay, here's Brian Rust, who just broke out right in front of our eyes, was on an easy pace for 30 goals before coronavirus shut down the league. Uh, Arguably the Penguins' MVP, although Malkin and a couple others could lay some claim to that. I would lean toward Rust on that one. That's a great situation for the Penguins to have going into the playoffs that he sees himself, and he does now, believe me. He sees himself as being that guy who is a a, a top-shelf scorer in the National Hockey League. That happened this year. Brian Dumoulin got healthy after a really long injury absence. Justin Schultz finally was getting healthy and back after a long injury absence of his own, but also a long recovery from that injury absence. And by the way, Schultz won't be back next year. You can take that to the bank with the way the salary cap is structured. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's gone, and he knows it. So you want to win with that guy while he's here. And let's not forget that he was a number one defenseman. This team's number one defenseman in winning a championship in 2017. That's a big deal. Getting Jake Gensel back is arguably the biggest deal out of all of this. No one could have expected it. No one could have forecast it. At the most optimistic, and believe me, I was poking and prodding people about this all through February and March before the season was shut down. What about Jake? Can he come back in the second round? Can he come back if it's a conference final? They hesitated. They hesitated like crazy. There's a reason for that. What happened to his shoulder wasn't normal. It was the equivalent of being in a car accident. That's how hard he went into those boards. The boards didn't give at all. He's back by every account. He's 100%. I'm looking forward to watching him easily more than anybody else today, by the way. Just to see him out there, to see him hopefully enjoying himself, smiling, uh, looking and, and performing the way he did Well, right up to literally the millisecond he got hurt, because if you recall, he got hurt on a spectacular goal going into those end boards after putting the puck away. What a hockey player that is. What a playoff hockey player that is. Ask the Flyers about that. What a situation the Penguins have to have that kid back. But let's keep going, because while Jake was out... Jim Rutherford rightly saw fit to go and replace him as best he could by bringing in Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, he gave up a lot to get Zucker, but at the same time, what did Zucker do when he arrived? He played Mike Sullivan's system, 
over all 200 feet better than anyone else on the team was playing it at the time. I wrote that after one game at PPG Paints Arena, and I ran that past a very high-level person in the Penguins' hierarchy, whose opinion you would very much respect if I told you who it was. And he thought it was dead on, that this kid looked like he was born to play in the Sullivan system. He can play on a first line, he can play on a second line, he could even play on a third line if needed because he's that sound. That's one of the positives you get from getting somebody from the wild is you know they're going to play all 200 feet because they kind of have to up there with the boring style that Minnesota's always had. He can score. He shouldn't be here. He really shouldn't. He shouldn't be here any more than Jake should if you think about it. The fact that they're both here on this roster is a blessing. It's another element to this where you go, wait a second. This is something special. This is a special situation. I haven't even mentioned Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe is headed to the Hall of Fame. There's no one who would doubt, much less dispute that. There's just there's just no way. Everything that he's achieved in his career uh, in San Jose his point totals, everything he's done in the playoffs. He's the he's one of the active leading playoff scorers. Yeah, he's old. He's been around for a long time, but he also has had four months off. All the bumps and the bruises and everything else. And don't forget, he was late to sign with the Sharks last fall. He didn't participate in a training camp, so he didn't have all the usual bumps and bruises in the first place. I'd safely say that we saw enough of Marlowe from February and into March once he was you know, out there on a regular shift, especially once he got together with Evgeny Malkin, that he started to fit in here. He started to kind of feel his way around a little bit, and particularly with 71, there's, there was some chemistry. The way they were moving up together in the uh, in, through the neutral zone, some of the plays that he was making off of turnovers, meaning Marlowe, down low, and then immediately finding Malkin. That's what you got to do with yours, Gino. You have to find a way. Get him the puck. Get him the puck. Get him the puck. Then go to the net. Well, Marlowe's been doing that his whole career. He's a natural winger. He knows where to go, and he knows how to finish. If he goes into this tournament, and there's no reason to expect that he wouldn't, 100%, and he's got all his energy back, and his bumps and bruises are healed, those 40-plus years aren't going to feel like it. It's not going to be the same thing as what Marlowe would have had. And and I look, I'm going to stop here because I can hear you saying right now, look, all the teams are going to have, everybody's going to be healthier. You know, you're not going to see many opt-outs and so forth. Everyone's going to have this advantage. That, of course, is correct. However, what the Penguins have are very specific situations, like the ones I've mentioned, that are a one-time blessing, not just having people healthy. I didn't mention goal. Matt Murray's going to be a restricted free agent. Now, that doesn't mean the Penguins will lose him, but with an expansion draft the following year, Matt Murray very easily could be traded just to avoid giving him away to Ron Francis in Seattle for nothing. So you're entering a playoff with Matt Murray 
and a backup who outplayed Matt Murray and Tristan Jari over the course of a regular season. Show me a team in the NHL right now that's entering these playoffs with a better two-goaltender depth situation than the Penguins. I don't know that it exists. The Rangers have three, but they're not going to be in a threat to beat anybody. I think the Penguins have the best possible situation there in terms of depth, and that's yet another example. This is an extremely, I was going to say unusual. It's not unusual. It's an unprecedented situation, meaning everything that's happening on the planet right now. But the stage that's being set for the Penguins right now does not and cannot look like what the stage will be a year from now, no matter what comes of coronavirus or the following season, whether it's all 82 games, however that stuff is supposed to work. This stage can't and won't be replicated. And this is a really, really good stage. And it's one that the Penguins would do well to recognize, to acknowledge, and to embrace. Might as well make the most of it. Coming up today at 3 p.m., Jeff Hartman brings you back through the tunnel. It's our afternoon show in which he brings somebody on from our staff and stays on a specific topic the whole way through, a specific team. It's a good show. I hope you listen to it. I also hope that you make sure that you're getting automatic downloads. If you listen to this show regularly, you know I make a kind of a habit of bringing this up, but it makes a big difference for us. You'll have to trust me on that. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, is where about 90% of all of our listenership comes, make sure that you go to settings. You're getting our channel, meaning you subscribe to it, but that you also have it set to bring automatic down. Thank you for listening to this one. We'll talk again tomorrow. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your bike. Your computer. Your window. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home, car, and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you own a firearm, it's your responsibility to store it safely when it's not in use. Choose a system that works for you. Cable locks, lock boxes, and gun safes are some of the most effective ways to protect your family and keep firearms secured. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure and find out how to get a free firearm safety kit. Visit projectchildsafe.org. That's projectchildsafe.org. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance.